Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. The Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close. Put your enemies closer. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, September the 23rd, 2013. This is episode number 147 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia. I am glad to have you on board. Thank you once again, always, for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Yes, sir. And other devices. (laughs) Android, double twist, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, yes, sir. The Minnesota Vikings... We're uh, scheduled to play the Cleveland Browns in the Metrodome. Yeah, you know, the Cleveland Browns team with, uh, well, they had had Trent Richardson, uh, but they didn't really have much anybody else, even Shucks, even their their quote-unquote starting quarterback named Brandon Wheaton was hurt. Oh, but then the Cleveland Browns traded uh, Trent Richardson. What? Yeah. Yeah. They they, uh, traded Trent Richardson. A little weird. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I understand. You're just trying to restart, I suppose. Um, but then also Brandon Wheaton's taken out in the third string, uh, <laughs> third string quarterback. Some guy named Brian Hoyer takes over. Yeah, Brian Hoyer. Uh, yeah, not Jason Campbell. Brian Hoyer. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, they have no running game. Oh, well, they brought in a guy I really like, Willis McGahee, but he's not up to speed, and he's kind of old. Yeah, just just kind of getting up there in years, just a little bit. And then, uh... <laughs> uh well, when you notice a little bit of uh, interesting conversation going on in the press conferences, the coach is kind of acting a little funny, uh, seeming to be a little lack of confidence in things after some horrible mistakes they made last week. Christian Ponder, of all people, actually kind of almost like hinting at, well, well, it's not my fault type of thing. It was actually the coach's decision to do this and that. 
and uh, all that good stuff. Aaron Henderson saying that about uh, the defensive <laughs> set and all that not being correct for the last play of the game. And nobody calling timeout, of course, that being the coaches and the players, the coaches having the wrong set out there. It just kind of reeked of, like, some type of possibility of an implosion. Maybe it could be possible because, gosh, this team's really... Their attitude's in the wrong place. Their confidence is in the wrong place. And uh, their overall sharpness is in the wrong place. So, but it's like, no, nah, nah, be quiet. They're not going to, they're not going to implode and lose to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they have a third string quarterback, third string quarterback. They have no running game other than uh, aging Willis McGahee, who, speaking of not sharp, he was not sharp in the game at all. (laughs) He wasn't even close to sharp. In the game. He was completely off. He was on the field at the wrong time at times. Just little stuff and then little nuances here and there. But whatever. That's cool. Vikings will win the game. Right? Cleveland makes so many mistakes. But the Vikings didn't win. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Vikings did not win. Oh my god! Are you serious? Yeah, folks. I'm serious. Vikings didn't win. No, Vikings didn't win. Eh. <laughs> you know, it did kind of reek of a possible implosion coming in. It did. And it's like, if anybody's going to... If this is ever going to be a time for an implosion, I guess this is it. I guess this is the year for an implosion of some kind. <laughs> Vikings lose 31-27. to Yeah. We're going to, of course, talk about that. Yes, we are. Um, obviously, we're going to jump right into the game review, which is I already kind of started, kind of introduced it a bit there. It's a uh, little anecdote after anecdote. Basically, this game is filled with anecdotes, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, the game review. We do have a call-in, which is a two-parter. Um, yeah, a two-parter. I'll just leave that as is. Yeah, it's a it's Brent Jacobson, and it's really good stuff. Uh, Brent, always a very unique caller, very good caller, very appreciative of him. Hope he calls in as much as possible. Always love when he calls. So, yes, that'll all be in the... Uh, in the second segment, <laughs> still thinking of an executive decision here. Dare we make three three segments? It doesn't even really matter. You know, I mean, obviously, the, f- the opening segment's always going to be the game review. We're going to jump right into that. And then, of course, after that, we will preview the following week. Oh, goody. We're going to London to play another 0-3 team. The winless bowl, whatever you want to call it. The loser bowl. The, 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 well, a rematch of a Super Bowl years back. Yeah, 1973 era, Vikings and Steelers. Okay, that's cool. It's 1974, excuse me. Yes, yes, that was after we lost to the Dolphins when the Dolphins did a back-to-back deal um, in 73. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to preview that game. Oh, goody. We'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, and then, of course, it'll be the face of Twitter and all that. But in that part of the show, we will lead off with the call-in from Brent Jacobson. So usually the fan interaction is to the latter part of the show. Because, yeah, I figure you guys are here to hear me review the game and do a preview. Not that there's anything wrong with the listener, uh, with the listeners getting involved, because I love that. But we, you know, it's better to keep that a little later in the show, as uh, other shows out there do the same thing. It's just, uh, it's just the way it's meant to be. And I agree with it, yes. I, I agree with that approach. I think it's a good way to handle things, so... It's up to you how you like it. You're always welcome to post any type of suggestion on the Facebook page, if you can. And always 
don't be afraid to rate this show on iTunes if you like it. Please do. Tell a friend to do the same. Also, tell a friend to listen. Yes, download and listen. We could use some listeners, folks, right now, because this team is killing the show. Killing the show. I have never seen (laughs) such a struggle. And it's not just my show, it's everybody. It's everybody that covers the Vikings is not doing well. Because apathy has set in. Yeah, there's a lot of booing at the game. Sure, people boo the crap out of the team at the game. That's not apathy, that's anger. I prefer anger over apathy because apathy is just flat out boring and lame and, quite frankly, it's poisonous. It kills everything. It kills It kills any type of media trying to cover the team. And, yeah, it sucks. Uh, apathy seemingly has set in with fans after the game, per se. After the, the immediate stuff, like the call-in shows and stuff, like on... 1500 and KFAN and all and such. Apathy has set in a bit. Um, <laughs> so far. It's going to get real interesting, though, to see where things head with this team. And there's a side of me, a sick, wicked, mean, cruel side of me, that almost wanted the Vikings to lose this game yesterday. Now, now hear me out. Hear me out. Because, at best... With the current coaching staff and the current quarterback and such, the current makeup, the current nucleus, so to speak, we'll call it, outside of Adrian Peterson and the Greg Jennings and Cordero Patterson, you want to keep those guys. But outside of that, it's plain as day, folks. A lot of these guys ain't going to get this team anywhere. Christian Ponder, I will reiterate, and I uh, I talked about after the Detroit game, and in the preseason, and last year, I listened back to a show from almost a year ago today, just for like the heck of it. It was called Tornado of, Tornado of Opinions. And I actually came on the air a year ago and said, <laughs> Christian Ponder's not a starting quarterback in this league. And the, and I know a lot of you are like, oh yeah, you already know that. Blah, blah, blah. Rip Ponder, Rip Ponder, Rip Ponder. Some people are sick of it, while others are feeding it. Either way, it's a Christian Ponder thing all the time. And uh, clearly, Christian Ponder is not not even the main problem with the Minnesota Vikings right now. But, but, the ceiling is low, folks, for Christian Ponder. That's the point. That's the point that not many people talk about one way or the other. You want to just say, oh, he sucks hardcore, or oh, give him a chance, blah, 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 blah. There's the, there's the, (laughs) there's the... The hot and cold, per se, of Christian Ponder. But the truth, the fact of the matter is, Christian Ponder is a mediocre, non-starting quarterback in the NFL. Which tells you, A, he's not a first-round pick. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously, he was not requisite of a first-round pick. And he's not a starting quarterback in this league. He should have been a fourth or fifth-round pick, really, in the grand scheme of things. Blaine Gabbard maybe shouldn't even have been drafted. That's how bad he is. Sixth, seventh round pick. (laughs) So, Christian Ponder wouldn't be the only bust of a first round pick. Yes, Christian Ponder is a bust of a first round pick, folks. Let's Let's just get it out. It's a fact. He is a bust as a first round pick. It's over, folks. It's over. And that's why, in a way, losing to the Cleveland Browns yesterday does not allow the Minnesota Viking owners and the fan base to go to sleep. To be lulled to sleep in mediocrity. 
Oh, well, we can't make a move yet. Oh, we can't. You know, we could, we could go into next year with Christian Ponder and Bill Musgrave and Leslie Frazier. But no, when horrible losses like this happen and horrible mistakes from the coaching staff happen, the eyes are open, folks. Everyone's wide awake now. Everyone's awake. Anybody that was still lulled to sleep by the Vikings almost beating the Bears and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, it's just one game after Detroit. There's no reason to be lulled to sleep anymore. My eyes are open, and so should everybody else's. <laughs> Heads shall roll, ladies and gentlemen. Heads shall roll. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen just yet, just like it didn't happen when the Vikings uh, almost lost to the Arizona Cardinals in the Brad Childress era. Man, I wish they lost that game, too, because I wanted Childress to be fired that day. He was fired two weeks later, whatever. Uh, Leslie Frazier is just about done, folks. Just about done. And I'm sorry to say that, because he's a calm, cool guy. He's a very likable human being. He's actually got the brains to be a head coach in this league, or so I'd like to think. Or so I thought, until coming into this year. What the hell is wrong with his coaching staff? What the hell is wrong with his coaching staff? <laughs> I, somebody want to fill me in here? Okay, yeah, they suck. You know, that's what everybody would just jump out and say. But there's more to it than they suck. It's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just like, what the heck? They don't even know the rules anymore. I mean, like, you, you can challenge, you can't challenge, stuff like that. Oh, well, Cleveland's going to do a fake field goal. Let's, or, yeah, going to fake a field goal, and there's a guy wide open. Oh, well, yeah, but uh, let's just let the play happen. Let's not call timeout or anything. If anybody couldn't see it, they're, in, they're terrible. They shouldn't have a job today. But I guess they still have a job right now. The Vikings were faked out twice. A punt and a field goal attempt. Faked. Double faked. That is the title of the show. Dave Hickey wanted me to tell him what the title of the show is. I don't usually like to give out the title of the show like a good day ahead of the show. It's just, uh, I don't know. I can, I could have, I should have, maybe just to him, but uh, I don't know. Um, but also at the same time, I was just too busy to get back to it. Anybody at that point in time, my schedule was really harsh today, and I apologize to for not being very active on the boards today. So just filling in on that one. But um, yeah, double faked. The Vikings have been outcoached horrendously throughout the season. They got outcoached by Jim Bleep and Schwartz in the first game of the season. They got annihilated. By the Chicago Bears coaching staff, who are like, you know, Cressman's an old rookie quarter, or coach. Yeah, I guess you could say quarterback coach. <laughs> no, an old rookie coach. Um, and he got obliterated by the Cleveland coach. Yeah, the Cleveland coach, right? That's about what he is, the Cleveland coach. It's like, who knows who the hell the guy is? Because nobody knew who he was until we played the Browns yesterday. Basically, for the most part, Right? Who is he again? Yeah. He's, uh, is it, is it, uh, uh, Mike Holmgren? No. Is it Mangini? Mangini? No, Mangini? No, it's, it's some other guy named, uh, Rod Shazinski. Rob Shazinski. I might as well call him Rod, right? Rod. Yeah, Rod. No. No, it's, it's Rob. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's old Chud. Yeah, it's Chud. 
Well, he did a good job. <laughs> he did a very good job yesterday. He destroyed Leslie Frazier. He obliterated Bill Musgrave. And he absolutely annihilated Alan Williams and the Minnesota Vikings defense. Where do we begin when it comes to the weaknesses and the problems with the Minnesota Vikings? It's endless. It's endless. Like in in local radio, well, I don't even want to talk about local radio. <laughs> Let's just say one of those shows this in the morning hours is really good, and the other one is just mental. I mean, just mental. <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna sit around and sing songs and and like ignore the Viking game that you called yesterday. You yourself called. We're just gonna do it that the whole show for three hours. Yeah, thank God for Judd and Dubay, right? <laughs> no, but yeah, unlike Judd and Dubay, at least, you know, you hear something like, yeah, you hear the honest, the about, um, yeah, Christian Potter's terrible, but there's like a million, but so is everything else. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't know why I need to reference Judd and Dubay about that. It's just, you know, I mean, it's a fact either way, if Judd and Dubay said it or not. Um, it doesn't matter. Tom Brady could be the quarterback of this team right now, and we'd still be 0-3, I think. Honestly. Because the Vikings' defense is giving up 700 bajillion points a game. Okay, about 30. Yeah, the backbone of the team. Let's say we can't stop the run and we sure as hell can't stop the pass. Sounds a lot like the team years ago. In the Mike Tice era. No defense at all. Pre-Antoine Winfield. This team had no defense whatsoever back then. Pre-Antoine Winfield, baby. No defense at all. Oh, Antoine Winfield, where for art thou? Wherefore art thou, Antoine Winfield? Oh, why'd you have to retire? <laughs> Why do we have to cut him? Damn it. He probably would have never retired if we didn't cut him. If only we could have restructured his contract, but yeah, that's the problem. We probably couldn't reconstructure. Reconstruct. Reconstructure. Reconstruct his contract. Pardon me for that. Oh, man. Aye, aye, aye. It's like, where do I go? Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Right? There's so many things you could say about this team. But, in the end, it's just... Mm. <laughs> there's, there's a million things you could say. The defense, uh, A.J. Jefferson, boy, you know. He bit more than people bite into a McDonald's hamburger. He bit, he bit more than... Yeah, okay, you get the idea. Uh, A.J. Jefferson had to replace the oft-injured greatest cornerback of all time, Chris Cook. Wow, what a great, what a great cornerback he is. Chris Cook, man, I'm telling you. He's so great, he just gets hurt all the time. And when he's not hurt, he gets burned. Or he just he's just average at best. But really, what I had to say about A.J. Jefferson was, nice bite, Jefferson, try barking next time. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, basically. That was pretty embarrassing. He just, like, bit so easily in that one. Got double fake so easily. I mean, it wasn't even a double fake. He just bit. He just sucks. AJ Jefferson is not an NFL cornerback whatsoever. <sighs> Good job, Minnesota, in cutting Antoine Winfield, definitely. Um, no. Chris Cook, I hope he never... Never plays another game again for this team. I'm sick of Chris Cook. Aj Jefferson, obviously, he should never see the field again either. He can't play. 
He wasn't good last year either. He was cut from the Arizona bleeping Cardinals, for God's sake. He obviously can't play. Arizona finally has a decent defense once in a while. Most of the time, though, when you think of the Arizona Cardinals, you think of them getting sliced through like warm butter by Ben Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl and a million other quarterbacks in between (laughs) then and now. Uh, Viking fan base showed everybody yesterday. (laughs) They showed the Minnesota Vikings a lot of disdain, and the Vikings earned it all the way through. Christian Ponder was worse than last week. He was actually halfway decent at times in the Chicago game. Um, Fan base giving him booze. He is clearly an extremely unpopular player, unpopular quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings right now. Extremely unpopular guy. Everybody hates Christian Ponder right now. But everybody should hate the Vikings secondary as well. Because Gordon had 99 yards in the first quarter, folks, alone. 99 yards. That's a lot for Josh Gordon. You know, I <laughs> he's one of those guys. Okay, he's a decent player and all that good stuff. Second round pick in 2012, but... Tell me the truth. Even though he's an okay player, 800 yards, five touchdowns last year, yeah, for Cleveland, that might as well be 900, that might as well be 1,900 on another team, right? But, you know, um, but tell me the truth. How many of you heard about Josh Gordon coming into this game, unless you're like a hardcore fantasy football guy with like a 20-team league and he's like your fourth-string receiver? That's about how you know who Josh Gordon is. I don't play fantasy football anymore, folks. I, I don't like it if at all anymore. So, because I just don't, you know, it's a one-sided thing. I like, I don't even want to get into it. Just to hell with it. I just don't like it anymore. <laughs> but no, the Vikings got sizzled by Josh Gordon, and it was actually his first game of the season. Ten catches for Josh. Old Joshy Josh Gordon. Ten catches. That was actually his first game, his debut game this year. Ten catches for Josh Gordon. Just destroy Jefferson. Just destroy the Vikings. Um, but he's not the only guy that destroyed the Vikings secondary. No, Josh Jordan Cameron did the same thing. Man, Josh Gordon was, tar- was targeted 19 times in the game. Boy, he's the next Brandon Marshall, I guess. <laughs> oh my God, this is getting crazy. Just, just look at this stuff. It's just you just look at all these. You look at the numbers. You look at this. You look at that. But really, the visual. There's no denying. <laughs> that the Vikings did not pass the eye test yesterday in any shape or form. <laughs> and I'm not even coming on here to rant because it's just like, what What do you do? It's the old, you throw your arms up, what do you do? And it's not, and, I'm, and I wasn't necessarily rooting for the Vikings to lose the game. No. The only reason why I would want the Vikings to lose the game is because I want the fan, the, not only the fan base, but the ownership and stuff to have their eyes opened and you know and be ready to go here to make a move of some sort because plain as day you know even though he's not the biggest blame he is the sacrificial lamb that being Christian Ponder is not the quarterback for this team next year and beyond he's not and he cannot be on the Vikings next year if they have any hopes of being serious about contending in this league there is no future for a team with Christian Ponder as the starting quarterback. There is no future for a team like that. Uh, and there's a million other holes again. It's just like 2011 all over again. 
Are you guys ready for that? Are you guys ready for a possible 2011 all over again? I really wasn't coming into the year. In fact, I thought the Vikings were absolutely going to be in the playoffs. You'll hear that from Brett Jacobson later, that there was going to be a second place team. That's about where I was standing. Second place behind the Green Bay Packers. That ain't going to happen. Chicago looks really good. Green Bay should recover from their garbage. Hopefully I'll get to an <laughs> NFC North roundup. I haven't been good about that of late. But, I mean, there are so many things to talk about in this game. This could be a 16-hour show, or it could be really short. We'll just see how I go here. <laughs> I'm going to do the best I can to keep it quality for you listeners out there. There's just so much wrong with this team right now. I haven't even gotten to the offensive line. They finally had an okay game against the Chicago Bears last week. Hey, they didn't allow a sack, and they made they helped Christian Ponder look pretty good. Oh, they were right back to the same old garbage they were in Detroit. Terrible, horrible, and of course the whole preseason as well. Truth that preseason does matter at times because it shows indications of what certain parts of the team, <laughs> certain tendencies of certain parts of the team are headed towards during the season. Sometimes the secondary looks terrible in the preseason. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The secondary is terrible in the regular season. That goes for the offensive line. That goes for the defensive line. That goes for this. That goes for that. Blah, 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 blah. Sometimes it goes that way. It's usually in groups, though, not individual players. It's groups. Like, man, the offensive line looks really rough going into the season. They are really rough. Again, why? I don't know. Has the team quit on the coach? Is the coach suddenly incompetent? Uh, maybe all the above? Something's wrong, folks. Something is drastically wrong right now. Oh, but let's just pack our bags and head to London. Head to London. You know, we got Pittsburgh next week. We're just going to take it one day at a time. Backs against the wall. There's no tomorrow. And we're going to we're gonna play hard and win every game we can. Yeah, good stuff. Great interview there. No, <laughs> That's about what it is, though. That's about how everybody's approaching it. I guess that's just you have to you have to live in denial to be a professional athlete, I suppose, or a head coach. You pretty much have to, or an or an owner or general manager too. <sighs> you want to come on here and you want to hear me talk about doom and gloom? Probably not, and that's probably why the listeners' numbers are down. And I'm not really ranting today compared to what I could do, <laughs> compared to what other people would like me to do. Compared to what listeners would like to do. Callers on shows. This one or others. Would like to do. (laughs) It's one of those games folks. It's just you bounce around everywhere. Because there's just. It's like trying to stop a sinking ship. With 19,000 holes in it. And every time you stop about. You plug a, a a couple of the holes. One of one or two of them pops back open again, and that's what's going on here. <sighs> Floyd is pretty raw, not ready to, for the big time. Kevin Williams, I don't even know who he is. He's Kevin Williams has been invisible to me. Jared Allen sometimes looks good and sometimes doesn't do much of anything. Well, Desmond Bishop got extended playing time in the game, but that didn't help. Chad Greenway. Well, he got an interception. I felt real good about that. But the ball was thrown right to him. Because let's talk about the Cleveland Browns a little bit. Yeah, and Aaron Henderson got an interception. And so, and so did Harrison Smith. 
who to me is the MVP of the defense, by the way. It's Harrison Smith, end of story, period. <laughs> There's no way around it. He is the best defensive player on the roster, no doubt. Uh, but with that said, where do I go now? Yeah, Hoyer. Yeah, Brian Hoyer. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns a little bit. You know, the Vikings, okay, you, we, we get it, right? Yeah, I think you got my guest. There's a million problems with this team. I could go on all day and all night. And obviously, clearly, status quo ain't going to get this team anywhere. Didn't think they'd be 3-13, and 13, but 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight ain't, ain't going to get this team a championship either. Because the goal of playing professional sport is to, uh, at some point, hopefully win a championship. Hopefully. So yes, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Brian frickin' Hoyer. Who? Yeah, obviously who. Yeah, I know. I don't even need to go there. Brian Hoyer. He's terrible. He is. Occasionally, he actually looked kind of good, though. Uh, nice, accurate passes here and there. He looked okay at times. But no, the guy's terrible. I mean, I thought for sure it's like, wow. Cleveland took the life out of this team with those fake kicks. Fake punts. Yeah, fake punt, fake, fake kickoff. Of course, one of our field goals, excuse me. One of them was a wide-open touchdown pass from Lanning, the uh, the holder. <laughs> oh, I can't even go there. Uh, the holder threw a... It just, he just basically played catch to, uh, with a... Yeah. I didn't even want to get into it anymore. It was a Cameron. Yeah, he basically played catch with him. But uh, Hoyer, geez, what the heck. Um, mm. Hoyer stinks. <laughs> yeah, Cameron. It, it was Jordan Cameron. Why is Jordan Cameron just standing there by himself? Yeah, see, nobody called a timeout. The coaches, players didn't call a timeout. That's all they had to do, and they didn't. Um, but, yeah. Okay, back to Hoyer. I'll get back to that again in a second. He's not a very good player. I mean, he threw the ball right to the Viking defenders after a couple of good drives here and there. A couple of promising drives, we'll call them. Promising drives by Hoyer. And then there he was out there. Looked like crap most of the time. Threw interceptions right to players, right to Greenway, right to Henderson. It was no problem. Harrison Smith just nailed that. It's like, oh, great. The Vikings are going to win a cute little victory because the Browns just gave it to us. Not because we outplayed the Browns, but because Hoyer's so terrible that we're just going to get the ball back and win the game and win by four points and everybody at the Metrodome's going to be all, ah, we won a game. Yeah, great. We won a game. Gift wrapped by the worst team in the league and a third-string quarterback. I can't stand watching fans scream and celebrate over a win like that. I can't. Now, I know a win's a win, but still, I can't stand it. It's more of like a, it's about bleeping time, but okay, at least we won type of reaction. Not a loud, cheering reaction. I can't do that. <laughs> no way. You are not going to rub it in against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you cannot, you can't rub it in against the Browns because they practically tore the, because at that point they would have, they practically ripped your heart out. Well, I guess they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Hoyer, but Hoyer pretty much uh, had the, had a gift wrap for the Vikings, but they dropped it into the toilet. Yeah, they they dropped the gift wrap, gift uh, wrapping into the toilet. Yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, nice pass by Lanning. Just simply played catch with Jordan Cameron for a touchdown. Again, the coaching staff is inept. Uh, 
I'm going to close on the game review with this. It's time to close it because it just is. Time to move on. It's I, the drop-off we've seen from Leslie Frazier and obviously the continuing horrible lack of development from anybody under Bill Musgrave, not only in Minnesota but in his past with Carolina and Atlanta. Okay, Matt Ryan was there when he's the quarterback coach, but he had no he really had nothing to do with that. He really had nothing to do with that. Matt Ryan was already a good quarterback, and how many playoff games has Matt Ryan won? Well, he finally got his first win, and was Musgrave there? No. Seattle pretty much screwed up at the last second in that playoff game. Seattle should have won that freaking game, folks. Atlanta finally won a playoff game uh, against somebody <laughs> other than the Vikings in the Metrodome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah. They finally won a playoff game last year. Yeah. But just saying, Musgrave's career, all the numbers, you know, you look him up when he was the, the, the when he was an offensive coach or coordinator in the past. He's done nothing in this league. And his coaching style is not going to make anybody better that isn't already great. It's just not going to happen. But at the same time, yeah, that comes back on Ponder, too. It's a team effort. Yeah, it truly is. So, with, But with that said, the coaching staff, including Alan Williams, all the three main guys and everybody underneath, including the greatest special teams coach of all time, according to some people, which I think he would, I think if I was the owner, I would have fired him after the game. I would have fired him. Really? You know, really? He should be gone. That guy should be gone. He's done. <laughs> but no, Leslie Frazier to me, he's done. Yeah, I think he's done after this year. He is not, uh, obviously he's not under contract. Clearly, he's losing confidence as a head coach. Facial reactions in press conferences and in the games. and He's regressed as a coach. Musgrave is as bad as ever. Alan Williams doesn't seem to be... Alan Williams seems to be in over his head at this point in time. He's, he was never promoted in the past. He was in the league forever as like a secondary coach. Never a cornerback's coach. Never really did anything either, just like Musgrave. Uh, it's time. It's it's time, folks. This coaching staff. Okay, are they going to let him coach out the rest of the year? Maybe. Probably not if things continue to drop off. But, yeah, my prediction... Right here and now to end the game review, Leslie Frazier, Bill Musgrave, and Alan Williams are not back next year in 2014. With that, we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to do a preview of the Pittsburgh Steelers and see where we go from there. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 147. As a reminder for all of you out there 
on mobile devices. Of course, yes sir, this is Double Fake, <laughs> episode number 147. For those of you that don't have an iPhone but do have an Android device, simply download Double Twist and it's the same as iTunes. Just look up Purple Mafia and there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. The excuse of having to sit in front of a computer is officially over for everybody, yes. Unless you don't have a mobile device of any kind, but yeah, a lot of people do. So, anyhow, um, and God bless those of you that are sitting in front of a computer. Hello to those of you in South Dakota, by the way. Yes, sir. Thank you, Travis, friends. Yes, sir. Dakota Sports FM, kind enough to have Purple Mafia airing today with you. Also, those of you that may not be able to sit in front of a computer on the sports on dakotasportsfm.com, you can listen to the show on TuneIn Radio. Simply look on Dakota Sports FM or follow their tweet or Facebook page for scheduling on when Triple Mafia is on. And also you will see Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, my other two shows, which are also on iTunes. But you can also see them airing live on those stations as well. <laughs> I mean, on Dakota Sports FM as well, excuse me, and on TuneIn Radio. That's what I meant to say when I said those stations. So yes, look up Dakota Sports FM on TuneIn Radio in order to get that going. Yes, sir. So the Vikings will play the Pittsburgh Steelers next week in London. Yes, sir. Fish and chips, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Rather dodgy. Yeah, the Vikings are rather dodgy. Pittsburgh played rather dodgy last, ah, yesterday anyway, yesterday afternoon. I was going to say last night, but yesterday, um, Pittsburgh Steelers aren't very good. The Chicago Bears look really good. Yeah, they do right now. Um, so this is, I guess, the start of the uh, NFC North Roundup and a preview for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Okay, let's do the NFC North Roundup first then. That would be better, wouldn't it? It would make a lot more sense. How about them Green Bay Packers? Wow, they're great. No, they're not. And uh, the Cincinnati Bengals took care of business there, and I'm very proud of the Cincinnati Bengals. Nice, nice job by them, actually. Defeating the Green Bay Packers 34-30 in a nice, very nice game in Cincy. The Bengals are now 2-1 and one after losing a heartbreaker to what team? The Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears now have a tiebreaker over Green Bay because they have defeated the Cincinnati Bengals and the Packers did not. <laughs> now, yes, the Cincinnati Bengals were at home for Green Bay and on the road for Chicago. But regardless, Packers lose, Bears win. Rock and roll for the Bears right there. Bears definitely have the have a huge upper hand on the NFC North right now. And um, yes, everybody's like Green Bay still going to win the division. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It was very interesting to see McCarthy uh, actually yelling at Aaron Rodgers yesterday. You don't really see that very often. Not very often that you see a massive, like, you know, big time top two quarterback at get yelled at hardcore by his head coach. Very interesting to see how maybe where the chemistry might be heading a little east of the river here. Yeah. It would be kind of nice to see it happen. I mean, it's it's bad enough here. We're clearly the last place team in this division as of right now, barring some kind of insane miracle that's completely unforeseen at this point. Um, boy. Um, it would be very interesting to see if Green Bay started blowing up a little bit. Uh, not counting on it just yet, but uh, um, a lot of people did not like the way the Green Bay Packers finished that game, and a lot of people do like the way Cincinnati finished that game. Very strong job by Cincinnati. So there you go, Green Bay not looking uh, 
things not looking all so great in Green Bay right now. Aaron Dalton passed all over them for the most part. Looks, did I say Aaron? Andy Dalton. Aaron Rodgers and Andy Dalton. Sorry. Andy Dalton had a nice solid game. Not going to get heavily into detail, but um, nice clutch job by Cincinnati. Hope they keep it up. Some people are even going as far as to say, are they the top competition for the Denver Broncos in the AFC? Though a lot of you might be saying Indianapolis Colts because they pounded the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Yeah, they actually kicked the crap out of the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, it was a road game for San Francisco, but boy, that uh, it's not a good start for San Francisco right now. They are also 1-2 and two on the year. The Packers and the, and the 49ers 1-2 and two starting out the year. Could get very interesting though. Some one of the two team, one of those two teams will be a top three. We'll say we'll call them a top three seed in the NFC. Though when all is said and done, as far as I'm concerned, at least one of the two, the other. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, Green Bay is the, the odd one out. Detroit heading to Washington and winning. The Detroit Lions defeat the Washington Deadskins, <laughs> which is that's how they look right now. The Washington Redskins are 0-3. The Detroit Lions in second place in the NFC North. 2-1 record for them. Robert Griffin III struggling a little bit. Uh, he's got a lot of passing yards and, uh, and all that good stuff, but no touchdowns. Matt Stafford nearly 400 yards. Two touchdowns and one interception. 50 attempts passing by Robert Griffin III. Oh, and by the way, Hoyer yesterday, 54 attempts against the Vikings. That is freaking embarrassing. Okay, we'll continue from that. <laughs> I had to mention that statistic before I move completely on from the Vikings, but that is freaking embarrassing when you think about that. Um, no Reggie Bush yesterday for the Detroit Lions. No Reggie Bush. Not much of a running game. No problem. The passing game explodes for Detroit. They destroy the Washington Redskins the way I hoped the Vikings would have done last year because the Washington Redskins pass coverage not as good as uh, other teams, we'll call it. Yeah. Nate Burleson and Kelvin Johnson over the century mark in receiving and the running back, Joy Bell, total yardage-wise, had about 130 yards yesterday. Strong game, 69 receiving, or receiving, 63 on the ground. Strong overall game by the Detroit Lions, and watch out, here they come. Though at the same time, Washington does stink. But a road win is a road win. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions. They're making things quite interesting. So now... To finish the NFC North preview, or review, excuse me, and preview the Pittsburgh Steelers game in London. Yes, a bullcrap home game for the Vikings. That's not a home game. We're just going to be called the home team out of the two. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so many things not pointing to a successful season for the Vikings right now. It's not even funny. I mean, even the NFL schedulers screwed the Vikings over in the worst possible way this year. One of our home games is not even in the United States, which is, yeah, that's great. Um... And, uh, yeah, it sounds a lot like 2010, doesn't it? But, and, uh, also the starting off with two games on the road in the division, not a strong way to start your season, especially when they're both losses. But, yeah, how about Tressman and how about those Bears? Oh, my God. Jay Cutler. He only had one touchdown pass, but very efficient. Wasn't really as, uh, he was just very efficient. That's just all there is to it, completing two-thirds of his passes, only sacked twice. Those are the first two sacks given up by the Chicago Bears so far this season. First two sacks of the season by the Chicago Bears. Very impressive indeed. 
for them. Yes. Okay, actually, the Vikings got one sack last week. Barely counts, though, right? No, yeah, they got one sack. So the Bears have given up only three sacks this year. Big difference off of last year's horrible offensive line. Matt Forte had a solid game. Vikings, or Vikings, wow. The Chicago Bears overall look really good, though, with a 40-23 to victory in Pittsburgh. In the Steel City. The Steel City. So much for the Steel Curtain. 40 points given up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. You know, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Um, yes, the Chicago Bears did have a pick six in the game by Major Wright. Yep, Major Wright. That's Dylan's favorite guy right there. A pick six of, uh, what's his face, Ben Roethlisberger, who I can't stand. 38-yard return there. So there you go. Roethlisberger, though, passed for over 400 yards on the Chicago Bears. Ben Roethlisberger. So which one of these two teams, these underachieving teams, between Minnesota and Pittsburgh, are going to finally come through and win their first game next week? Who's it going to be? Ooh, are you guys, everybody excited to find out which team is going to be 1-3? and three? Yeah, after the first quarter of the season, 1-3 and three, in route to a uh, at least on average a 4-12 and 12 record if things just average out that way. How exciting. I'm really excited about that possibility of a 4-12 and 12 record. <laughs> well, only if it gives us the number one pick. Yeah, maybe we can get a quarterback here in Minnesota. But other than that, the Bears trample, crush, destroy, annihilate the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's good. Even how close the Vikings were to beating the Bears. And the fact that the Bears did it on the road in Pittsburgh doesn't make the Steelers look good at all. It really doesn't. I'm uh, very happy with the Vikings' chances to beat the Steelers. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if the Vikings beat Cleveland, there was a legit chance the Vikings that we'd be 500 going into week 5, going into the bye. Vikings would have been very good chance the Vikings would have been 500 because they would have carried the momentum into London and beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. But right now, it just reeks of a Viking loss. It does. It's just like it's going to be one of those cute little wins for the Steelers right now. It's going to be one of those cute little wins for the Steelers and hello 0-4 comes the Minnesota Vikings. Ben Roethlisberger always beats the Vikings. He always does. Vikings never have beaten Ben Roethlisberger and I don't think it's going to start now. Steelers have always been chippy and they figure out a way to win, even though that defense is just fried. They're done. They suck. They're burnt out. They're finished. They're restarting. All that good stuff. But again, the Vikings have never beaten Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't think they're going to. It would be a very nice win for the Vikings. The only hope that they can beat Pittsburgh is just that the insuration level is just insane. Like, the embarrassment level, we'll call it, in Chicago, just a horrible coaching in Chicago and even worse against Cleveland. I mean, how could it have possibly gotten worse than it was against Chicago? How they got absolutely out, completely outsmarted by Tressman. It was, it was, you know, in my mind, not not really a genius necessarily, but he's a good coach apparently. He's getting better. Um, and then get absolutely obliterated by the Cleveland coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. By Chazinski. Yes, sir. Chazinski. They get absolutely cr- cr- destroyed by him. It's, it's the only hope is possibly there's some type of motivation. Like the Vikings got humiliated so bad by it, including the coaching staff, that both sides just, you know, somehow come out and have like the game of the year against a, a, a reeling Pittsburgh Steelers team. That's the only hope of the Vikings winning the game is that the embarrassment factor is so high that this team 
professional pride hits the hits the top of the ceiling. But right now, I don't think any professional pride is going to be hitting the ceiling against the Pittsburgh Steelers in London. I, I, I don't think so. This team is on a tailspin right now. Mentally, emotionally, physically, this team is on a tailspin in a big, in, in a big way. Ooh, A.J. Jefferson's hurt, so I guess, uh, yeah, it's the end of the world with him out. But so is Chris Cook. It, it's just a joke. Everybody's hurt in the secondary. Well, not everybody. Just two bad players. Woohoo. And they'll just be replaced by another bad player. Oh, great. You know, I, I'm sick of being doom and gloom. You know, I'm sorry, guys. I am. But I have to be honest. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to paint... You want me to sugarcoat the crap out of this team and just say, oh, Minnesota's going into Pittsburgh and we're going to win. We're going to be positive. But I don't, you know, I don't want anybody to get mad at me like, oh, that was a really negative show. No. What happened? Did you see the game? You saw what happened. You saw the lack of, uh, you saw the horrible coaching decisions. You saw the mistakes. You saw the lapses. You saw bad throws. You saw good throws, good catches. Hey, Cordero Patterson finally caught a deep pass. Finally was thrown a deep pass and caught it because Cordero Patterson is going to have a really nice career in this league. It was for 37 yards, not exactly 87, but hey, it was it was good stuff. That's a positive. Cordero Patterson is going to be a really damn good pro in this league. Greg Jennings continuing to look good again. Those are two positives right there. Which tells you, man, if Christian Ponder was a good quarterback, you would have seen a little more by now. Or, if Bill Musgrave was a good offensive coordinator, you would have also seen more right now out of both the offense in general and Christian Ponder. But unfortunately, it's clearly lacking, guys. It's not about coming on the microphone and being negative and grandstanding and showing off. Oh, Minnesota. Oh, my God. We're going to be just fine. Everything's going to be good and fine and dandy. And if we're 7-9 and nine this year, hey, you know what? Hey, we weren't going to win the Super Bowl anyway. At least we tried. At least we tried to have a good, strong year. And, you know, there's, there's some positivity going in. We can't expect to be a great team. I want to be a great team. I, I do. I really want this team to be great. Being 7-9 and nine is not fun. It sucks. Because you're stuck getting the 11th, 12th pick. What happens when you get the 12th pick in the NFL draft? You get Christian Ponder. Great. Wow. That really changed the history of this team. <laughs> we got the 11th pick with Culpepper. Oh, goody. You know, years ago. <laughs> but then again, that was a trade. That had nothing to do with the Vikings record, so that's obsolete. But just saying, yeah, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th pick. It's kind of a 50-50 there. It really is. You are getting into some serious gray area right there. Because you are below the great picks. And you're above the, the, the wow, you passed on this guy picks. <laughs> you hope you can catch the guy and not pass on him. The Cordero Patterson types, we'll call him. Or the Randy Moss types, even better. You hope that maybe you're the guy that doesn't pass on him. But oftentimes those guys do get passed on in the 15th range. The 12th to 15th range and the Christian Ponders of the world get picked in that range. And those teams don't improve. They don't. They just get really frustrated for a three to four year stretch and then just say finally at the end oh just get him out of here you know and then the guy maybe has a has a better run somewhere else there's a small chance Christian Ponder would have a better run on another team but he'll never be a great quarterback in this league he just might be serviceable 
maybe a little bit better than serviceable somewhere else some, at some point when his mental game does come around eventually, if it comes around somewhere, maybe, and that would probably would come with sitting on the side, being being on the sidelines for a couple years. Yeah. Like Trent Dilfer in the past. It would be something like that. Trent Dilfer, franchise quarterback, not even close. So it, will, it would be something like that. Christian Ponder, here we go, lacks the special skills. He does not have special skills to be a great quarterback in this league. He doesn't. You need to have special skills to be good. You need to have special skills to be above average. You do. And he does not have special skills. The announcers yesterday tried to tell everybody that Christian Ponder has these special skills. Man, wow, look at that throw. Oh, in stride. Nah, there's probably a million other quarterbacks in the league that could throw, that could make a better throw than that. Honestly. Or, or that could do it more consistently. Whatever. It's... Whatever, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the sad part is Christian Bunner still has more special skills than Matt Castle. That's what's really sad about it. So, we're screwed. Yeah, okay, okay, I won't say that. But at the quarterback position right now, the answer is not on the roster. With that said, the Minnesota Vikings are not going to beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Great. If I'm wrong, we beat a bad team. And we... We're inspired because we got pissed off because we got embarrassed. And that's why Minnesota would win the game. But right now, my money's on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not that I'm betting because I don't bet. I just don't don't find any interest in it. It's not even because I'm on a soapbox. I just have zero interest in it at this point in time. Um, But yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to beat the Vikings. Just because they are, I guess. (laughs) Right? No, the Vikings never beat Ben Roethlisberger. And also, we are on a tailspin right now. The momentum tells me we can't beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though the Steelers' momentum isn't telling me anything better about them than the Vikings. But, uh, no, the, the Bears, the, the Steelers got beat by Chicago, who clearly is a team on the rise right now, for the time being. They're, they're a better team than they were last year. They have a better coaching staff than they did last year. Hopefully the Vikings have a better coaching staff next year because I think they will have a different one. I just hope it's better this time. Um, Slightly better than Childress, but not much. Um, Slightly, very slightly. (laughs) Only the head coach, actually, not not anybody else. Um, But the Pittsburgh Steelers, I I guess, I guess they're going to win because the Vikings are going to be, if things keep heading the way they're heading, and the chemistry on this team, I think, is going to be really bad right now. Or I think it's really bad right now, honestly. If it continues to head where it's headed, the Vikings are going to win the game, and it's it's not a home game of any kind. I'm not going to London. You know, I'm not going there. How, how many Viking fans are going to travel all the way to London to watch the Vikings? I don't have that kind of money, man. How many of you do? You know, it's that, that's a lot of money, unless you actually live over there. Yes, yes, or live sem- semi-close to it, <laughs> like uh, a, a new buddy on Twitter will say, does. I, I hope he's a listener, I think he is, but we'll, we'll find out later, I guess. Uh, but no, Pittsburgh wins the game, we're going to go with, just to just get the heck moving on here, uh, Pittsburgh is going to, it's going to be a, and I keep calling these low-scoring games and i got to stop doing it because <laughs> I've got to stop calling low-scoring games, because it seems like the Vikings always score more than, than uh, I expect, and the opponent always scores way more than I expect, because the Vikings' defense is horrendous. 
In fact, second, third worst in the league, points-wise. 30th in the league, points-wise. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to win the game 31-27. to 27. Oh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, very creepily familiar. But I'm going to go with it. <laughs> 31-27, to Pittsburgh. Why not? 31-27, to Pittsburgh defeats the Vikings in another one of the games where the Vikings just get outcoached by a better coach. Yeah, Mike Tomlin's a better coach than Leslie Frazier. And any coordinators on that staff are better than any coordinators we have. Period. That's just a fact. We have the worst assistant coaches in the league. Period. We do. So, yeah, Pittsburgh wins 31-27. Ben Roethlisberger has a field day passing all over the Vikings and the running back who is uh, a great player. Yeah, he's just fantastic. But whoever he is, he's going to get some good yards. Yeah, that being Jonathan Drar. No, he, he, that's basically what he might as well be. Felix Jones. Ha! Former backup running back of the Pits, of the Chicago, Pittsburgh, of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, goody. Felix Jones. And Donna, Jonathan Dyer. Yep, Drar. I just thought I called him right. He might as well be a drawer. Sixth round pick ten, in the 10th, or in, the, in 2010. Sixth round pick. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a good passing day against the Vikings, and that's all that matters. Yep, he's going to have a good passing game. Even without Wallace, yes. Even without Mr. Wallace, who has gone to the Miami Dolphins. Yep, Mike Wallace, that is. 31-27, and you know Roethlisberger is going to run for first downs against this crappy defense of the Vikings. It's just going to happen, and we're going to score some points against Pittsburgh's crappy defense, but we're not going to win because we're not clutch. And our coaching staff is going to get beaten again. Just watch, folks. Just you watch. The Vikings roll all over the Steelers. Hey, more power to them. They won a game. Do it again. If not, well, I told you so. (laughs) All right, enough of this. Take one more break, and we will move on to the Facebook and Twitter. It's the mailbag segment. You're not going to hear the Vikings row song on this show today because I, they don't deserve... We The Vikings do not deserve to hear any Go Vikings! Let's win this game! No, no way. Uh-uh. That ain't going to happen. I'm not one of those type of people. Sorry. We'll be right back. back here in Purple Mafia episode number 147, which is a reminder for those of you out there, yes sir, on your mobile devices. Alright, so, yeah, remember to tell a friend about the show, and for those of you listening, God bless you. God bless you, because there's just not enough people listening right now because of the success rate of the team, yeah, and it's affecting other shows out there as well, yes it is, so, it's just a fact, it's, the numbers are going to be down in this type of situation, and uh, that's it. There's nothing I can do about it. Doggone it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Christian Ponder. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the rest of you, too. But Ponder's Ponder's a big reason why the fans are bored of the team. Yes, because clearly the team doesn't really have future. To the educated football fan, the team doesn't have a future with Christian Ponder at the helm. That's just how it goes. So let's attempt to uh, 
get to the Facebook page. Yeah, we're going to try. I'm having a hard time, but we're going to try. Uh, there was a point in the game where I was like, a star is born here at CP84, because it's just, yeah, Cordero Patterson, number 84, because i got to get it typed out. Got a lot of likes out of it, a few comments. Justin, Mayor, Mayor Henry, saying, I'm loving this guy. He's got it. He's got it all thus far. He's a weapon. Chris Posey saying two weeks running. Hopefully more, many more to go for number 84. Yes, sir. So very, very true here. Uh, there was a lot of frustration going on. I had to mention that I sense fans are on the verge of destroying this team. We're getting very close. Uh, yep, that generated a few responses. Might as well get to what I can here. Wow, there's a mess here. Oh, yeah, lots of pictures taken by... Uh, well, it's pretty much all David Longfield saying bleep, 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 and needed a second turnover. So it pretty much was a bunch of uh, pictures. Yep, give them hell. Yeah, I, I agree. Rock them, sock them, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> uh, okay, well, all right. Thank you, David, for that. Lots of uh, stuff going on there. Dave Vicky saying, even if we manage to win this game, it's going to be a long season. Yeah, that's true. Very true. It's really heading that way right now. <sighs> yeah, the fakes. The fakes. This generated a lot of talk. Oh my god. Dave Hickey saying, do you believe this bleep? I wake up and it's 14-7. to 7. We suck. Bad. And I mean bad. What? No flag? Longfield saying, you can't believe the Vikes are falling for it. Hopefully, it's going to piss them off. I wish it would have. Hmm. Mark Carlson saying it's the worst defense he's seen in any situation in years. And David Longfield saying, are you freaking kidding me? Vikes should have blown him out. <sighs> Hickey wanted to talk, switch over to the Green Bay game. That's funny. <laughs> That's kind of sad because he's that frustrated. Uh, ah, Hickey could blaming the refs a little bit, saying the refs are even against us in our home stadium. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, my Longfield wanting Ponder to have a seat, that being Dave Longfield. Oh, boy. It's just insane. Trying to get to as much as I can. Don't want to use the same people over and over and over again because there are some, yeah, lots of posts from some of the same people. But, again, that's how it goes. Mark Carlson saying, Chad Greenway is too slow. Isn't isn't that the truth? Oh, my God. Mm, Yeah, and here's a really good take by Mark Carlson here. He's having trouble seeing this Minnesota team... This Minnesota defense holding any team down. No way this is the same caliber play as last year by any measure. Making me sick. And that pretty much sums up everything. And I mean everything here, uh, Mark. Very cool. Really like that. Uh, He's, uh, uh... Gosh, should I do it? Should I do it? Yes. No. Yes, no. Uh, I'll give you a silver star for now. I'll come back to give you a gold star. I think there was one other on here that I was pretty much ready to give a gold star. So silver star for now. And uh, we'll get back to you <laughs> if, if need be. Mark Carlson, though, yeah, everybody's pretty much in shock. Malcolm, Malcolm saying, uh, hey, Joey, is this, is this the Twin Cities there in Minnesota or turnover cities? Not sure. Oh, look at you, Malcolm. Look at you. Timberwolves aren't that bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty bad. Oh, it's rough. Really rough. Yeah, here it is. Justin. Justin, Mayor Henry again. Um, what was I talking about? The coaches. Yep, I was saying how the coaches are getting eaten alive. They should all be fired if they lose this game. 
Cedric Pauling saying he agrees with the thought of them all getting fired 100%. How do you lose to a team that's trying to tank their season? Awesome take there, Cedric Paulding. Bronze star for that one. Yes. Uh, Justin Mayor Henry. Here we go. It says the Browns of all teams are toying with us. That's the gold star right there. Yep. They are toying with us like we are a damn joke. Testing all their damn experimental plays. This is crazy. There it is. Absolutely, without a doubt, gold star. Justin Mayor Henry, and you better damn be listening. Yep, you got a gold star. I hope you're listening, Justin. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's a listener, but probably. Um, that's just a, a guess. I think he must be. I'm just hoping he is. Oh, I hope he is. <laughs> yeah, definite gold star material there. That was awesome. Um Matthew Kyle, yes sir, been talking to him a little bit lately, saying, are you kidding me, refs? (laughs) Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana saying, if they lose, it won't surprise me. That's a good thought there, Todd, because I was feeling the same way pretty early. You could feel it, Todd. You could feel it. I could feel it. You could feel it. Experienced Viking fans could feel it. You you could. Um, And yeah, it reeked of Miracle on Ice a little bit. I was mentioning that because... Or like in a, no, not not that, more like Rookie of the Year. <laughs> not Miracle on Ice, they didn't do any wacky stuff. It's like, it's like Rookie of the Year, like when the, the young pitcher boy, that's, that's like a 20 year old movie now, but yeah, the young boy who had the shoulder uh, tendons so tight that he could throw a ball like 100 plus miles an hour after a shoulder injury. You know, it's all just a movie, obviously, it's just bullcrap Hollywood stuff. But yeah, still. But then when he fell over, he tripped over the baseball running out to the mound in a big one-game playoff with the New York Mets, whatever, to try to make the playoffs. Um, kid fell and hurt his arm again, or fell on his arm again, and uh-oh, the tightness in the tendon's gone, and he's just an average kid again who can throw a baseball like 30 miles an hour. Uh-oh. So then they result, resorted to some crazy trickery and pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the Cleveland Browns were basically yesterday in a lot of ways. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody loving Justin Mayor Henry's statement there because it's so good. Cedric saying Justin, I agree. It's a damn shame how we, how much we regressed this season. Oh, Josh Mayor Henry, huh? Are they related? Maybe. Very cool. Saying Ponder might need some time on the bench. The other two can't do much worse. Yeah. People, yep, lots of agreements going on there. I'm ready to sign Tebow, says A.J. Winningham. So you must you must agree with uh, Anthony Carlson there. Anthony Carlson wants Tebow as well. Crazy. Sebastian Balls, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hall of Famer Sebastian Balls, Purple Mafia Hall of Famer, saying, uh, <laughs> I'm here watching at the Dome. Everyone is always booing Ponder, and he isn't done yet. <laughs> yeah, they were booing the living bleep out of him. Boy, there is so much on here. Mm. Mm. Sebastian saying Cheryl's phenomenal D. Well, for his standards, he was pretty good, actually. He wasn't great, but he was all, all right. Malcolm again saying, I put a lot of the blame on the coaches. We called a timeout right after the Browns for no reason. And Bill Musgrave is a ducking fool. <laughs> Ponder, fake handoff, rolls right. Hmm, never seen that before. Idiot! But I would but I would call in 
I mean, I would call in, but I'll curse too much. Yeah, I mean, it's a very predictable offense, Malcolm. Awesome point there. Awesome point. Very predictable offense. Uh, just Musgrave should be fired. Just, God, he should be fired. Please fire Bill Musgrave. Please? Please? You you have to. Please. If, if he's going to go out on a limb again, Bill Musgrave will not be in the offensive coordinator for the Vikings next year. He, he can't be. If you want Viking fans to take this team seriously, he cannot be. Jeanette Clark saying bye bye coaches. Yes, sir. A lot of people. Yep, yep, yep. Not, not, yep. People are agreeing with that one a bit. Dave saying he's sorry for Sebastian to pay money to see that. <laughs> oh, and they lost everyone. Wow. He also saying, who would the Vikings get for a new coach? Anybody wants to fire Fraser? Oh, uh, man. Yep, so, yep, 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 yep. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, here we go. He was talking about uh, if it would be nice to get Gruden or Bill Cower. Otherwise, no. He'd keep Frazier. Uh, doesn't seem that happening anytime soon. Who do you people want? Maybe that should be the title of your next show. And the next Viking coach is... Well, we'll, we'll get to that, Dave. We'll get to that when the time comes. Man, 500. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Lots of people paying attention to this post. Um, but... Yeah, he's saying Musgrave is definitely done. Yes, I agree with that. O-line coach, done. Uh, <laughs> uh, for head coach, man, I like Gruden. I like Gruden a lot. But I guess there's a reason why he's not coaching. And A, it's because he likes the media. B, there is some kind of blacklist, and he's on it, I guess, for whatever reason. Bill Cower doesn't seem to want to come back, I guess. It's been, it's been a while. So I'm not sure right now. I'd have to get back to you on that, Dave. Because, yeah, they're not going to fire him just yet. But we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, the title of the show ended up being Double Fake. Because it's... Well, is there a better name for this episode? I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Uh, let's wrap her up here. Brent Jacobson. You're going to hear from him again shortly. But uh, he basically says this as well in his call. But we'll kind of uh, hint at it here. He says if Bill Musgrave is still the offensive coordinator for the Carolina game, he must either have some great blackmail on somebody or Spielman and Frazier are idiots. Yeah. Isn't it true? So, yeah, with that said, before we get to Trader, let's get to the call here. Sheesh. Yeah, this message is for Joey and Purple Mafia. Hey, Brent here. Colin, after I had a day to cool off after that Vikings debacle against the Cleveland Browns and... uh, I tell you, you know what? Screw it. Screw this season. We're going nowhere. We're gonna. We're gonna suck. Okay, great. Let's see what we got with. Let's see after the bye. Let's tank. Let's sack um, Musgrave. Send his ass to the curb. See if maybe a new offensive coordinator will change anything. Not gonna hold my breath. Listening to Jim Rome this afternoon, and some Giants fan caller was bitching about oot how Eli Manning's overrated. Shoot, if the Giants were crazy enough to release him, I bet you we'd take him in a bleeping heartbeat here. How in the bleep do you lose to the bleeping Cleveland? Browns. I mean, seriously, e that guy. It, 
team is just. That team is just crap. I just don't know what to say other than that Bill Musgrave. You are one pathetic loser. And that Bill Musgrave, you... You suck, you duckass. So, I tell you this, Joey. I love this team. Love them since the 80s. Man, I had high hopes. I admit, I thought they could finish second in the division and uh, have a nice little, make a little playoff run, you know. But at this point, don't get me started. If Bill Musgrave is still the offensive coordinator and Christian Ponder is still the quarterback entering the Carolina game, in October, it will be in a, a... I just don't know what to say anymore about this team. God, I had high hopes coming in, come into the season, but... Oh, come on! I just don't know what to say. I'm, for once, I am just less speechless by this team. I just... Can't part two of Brent Jacobson's rant for Joey Owygen and Purple Mafia. This team just does not compute. I just don't know what to say anymore. I mean, losing to the Cleveland Browns. What? I just give up. This team will just blow it up. Like I said earlier. Or when we come back from London, if we lose to the Steelers, Bill Musgrave can take a separate flight. He'd go back to Atlanta or Carolina or Jacksonville and sit on the beach smoking a fat stogie or a fat doobie or whatever the hell he smokes and uh, make Davidson or somebody else the offensive coordinator or, it's a crazy idea, make a phone call down to Hattiesburg and see if Brett wants to come coach. Anyways, I will wrap with saying a Bill Musgrave. You suck, you jackass. I'm out. Thanks, Joey. Bye. Oh, man. Woo, that was crazy. <laughs> Good stuff there, Brent. Yes, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where it's like, just let Brent have the floor, and that's it. Uh, you know, he was temporarily the, uh, Brent Jacobson version of Purple Mafia there, even adding his own sound effects a bit there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sentiments that a lot of us agree with. A lot of us agree with. Musgrave should go. Yes, no doubt. Interesting thought about some New York callers talking about how Eli Manning's overrated. There are teams that would kill for Eli Manning. That guy is clutch. Really clutch. Boy. But I'm not even going to think about that because it's not going to happen. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? They're not going to get rid of Eli Manning. That'd be insane. That fan is stupid in New York. Very good stuff there, Brent. Um, just need to keep moving on. That was, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's more more than enough was said there. That's uh, worthwhile for you to listen to. Yes, sir. Uh, Dave Martin. Yes, Dave Martin out of Scotland was saying, uh, 
The ponder looked composed, well, almost. That was early on in the game. He wanted to boo in the hotel, but couldn't, basically, <laughs> because he's in the hotel. Oh, boy. Dave Martin, yep. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of Dave Martin in this uh, in this thing. One tweet, he said, which team is tanking? Oh, that was funny. Matt Emer, yes, Matt Emer is uh, back around. He was He's from the U.K., and it's amazing, ladies and gentlemen, how many of my most loyal listeners are not from Minnesota? Coincidence? Um, I'm beginning to wonder. Now, thank God, yeah, Justin Day is from Minnesota, and we're going to talk to him very shortly, but not from the Twin Cities. At least not right now, maybe earlier on, but he's from Rochester. Uh, we'll get back to him in a second. Um, yeah, I was talking about how the Vikings coaches are being eaten alive. The whole staff should be fired if we lose this game. Matt Emer was saying, amen to that. Our players aren't even capable of doing the basics today. Wow, yep, very true. Uh, I, I was telling Dave Martin how that's really cool that he got a ticket to the game. At the time, not realizing he's actually from Scotland. Yes, he's actually from Scotland. Uh, and he mentions that he's saying, I live in the far north of Scotland, 50 miles of the mainland. It's easy to get to Minnesota as London. Wow. Farzine Vasugian was asking me at the time, saying that he's hearing fans want Matt Castle in the game. Farzine Basugin is the host of the Chiefs Zone. Yes, sir, it is back on the sportsstuff.com. Do listen to that. And the Chiefs are 3-0 with Andy Reid. Yes, Farzine Vasugian, a very big part of me being in podcasting today because he found me on YouTube when I was just doing YouTube videos for fun after Viking games just to see what happens. Maybe somebody would see it and say, hey, that's, you know, not bad. Come to my website, whatever. Well, that happened. Yep, Farzine referred me to Dylan and the sportsstuff.com. And yeah, five and a half years later, here I am on Purple Mafia still. Uh, anyhow, Dave Martin was saying he lives in old Viking country, as in like, yeah, back in the day, like the real Vikings. Uh, still loads of Norse names here. This na- this game is getting to me. I kind of hope we lose. I know exactly what you mean there, Dave Martin. I do. He was so depressed by the... He's saying he's so depressed by this season done week... by I mean, his season's done by week three. I think he will stay on holiday. Cannot face London. Wow. Matt Emer is saying he's going to Wembley for his first ever Vikings game next Sunday. Hope I see a better performance than this. Good stuff. Matt, so he's going to the game. I wonder if a certain other guy is going to the game, but unfortunately... He unfollowed me, and I'm not going to say his name anymore on the show because, I mean, whatever. I don't know why he would just walk away, but I'm a little annoyed about it because he's a name you heard many, many times, and I'm not understanding. I don't even know why I'm mentioning it on the show, but, uh, well, I'm pretty annoyed by it because he's one of the names you used to hear a lot the last two years. Very annoyed about it. Uh, Anyhow, Anthony Carlson saying... (laughs) How it feels to be a Viking fan. Yes, we will check on the link. And yep, it's being, it feels like you've been kicked in the balls, basically. Okay, to put it way too uh, graphic. Justin in Rochester, Justin Day saying, Judd and Jeff are killing it. I never listened to PA Live. Uh-huh, just download it so I can speed through the mush. Unless on location. Yes, uh, yes. I agree with the, everything you said there, Justin. That's basically gold star material right there because, well, no, yeah, John and Jeff are doing great, but, yeah, the other point is Paul Allen. What the hell is he doing? 
I mean, you, you turn on the radio station, I want to hear some type of game review before I record my show. Not because I want to steal all his material, but I want to hear what the fans are thinking. I want to hear his opinion just because I want to hear it. You figure he's got something interesting to say. No, he doesn't have anything interesting to say. It's like 85% just BSing around. Just BSing around and avoiding avoiding the issue. Oh, I don't want to be negative about it. Uh, get out of town, PA. You know, seriously. Anyhow, keep moving. <laughs> Derek, yep, at Killabrew DJ, saying PA gets kind of weird sometimes on air. No kidding. <laughs> Justin in Rochester talking about something off topic with me there. So, um, yep. I'll leave that one alone. Um, oh, yes. And here we go. And he said he took no offense to anything last week when he heard what I said about. Yeah, I mean, I'm more of a night radio guy. So if somebody wanted to record during the day, it's kind of hard on me. You know, my schedule is not really good. And I like to record at night anyway. So it's like I'm not, I don't really jump to the idea of recording with people necessarily. So, but the possibility does exist that I will. Um, but also just say I'm not really necessarily looking for a full-time co-host either. But hey, I mean, Justin, I bet you he's, I bet you he could be really good on this show. He, he, he knows his stuff. Yeah, it would be cool. He's about my age. Looks like maybe slightly older, I believe. Yep, I'm a 34-year-old. Yes. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, he took no, uh, where was I? He said, "If he ever, if he ever did record a show, it'd be for a segment." Yes, sir. Yes, I do appreciate it though, and he would do it on my time. Yep, thank you for that, Justin. Really appreciate it, and yeah, the possibility does exist, and I think he will be on. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Yep. Um, with that, I do appreciate everything. Always, yeah, Justin Day, great guy, really cool. And so are others out there, like the Mark Carlson's, Dave Hickey, Sebastian Balls, and many, many more. It's just one of those things. <clears throat> so I thank everybody for listening to this show. Got to wrap it up for tonight. Hopefully the Vikings can defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers. It would be nice. Um, it, it really would. I hope so. But then again, will it really mean all that much? I don't know. That's just, that's the whole problem. That's why I wouldn't have gotten excited if the Vikings beat Cleveland. <laughs> Some people may have, but a lot of people wouldn't. It's just one of those things. So, with everybody, thank you so much for listening. Those of you that are still out there because the play of the team has been poor. Uh, please tell a friend. Please rate the show on iTunes. Please like the Facebook page. Please follow the Twitter account. Would be very cool. At Purple Mafia Show for the Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show for the Facebook page. Click like or follow, blah, 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 Facebook, Twitter. Would appreciate it. Phone line is 209-736-787. 209-736-7877. Thank you so very much. Very appreciated. And everybody, do take care. Enjoy this nice September weather. It's still hanging around. I love it very much. And hopefully there's less rain this time. <laughs> well, enjoy the London game and uh, yeah, hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs>